Hey everyone, welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Once again, I'd like to start off by thanking everyone who's rated the podcast or shared the podcast, or especially those of you who've done a review on the podcast. It really goes a long way to other people finding it, and I truly appreciate it. And in other news, I am sure that some kid out there listening to this podcast has some sort of idea for what could happen next. So far, we've only had two people write in with their ideas, and they were great ideas. Um, But I'm sure there's other ideas out there as well. So, have your parent write to me at dad.bedtimestories at gmail.com and share your ideas. They'll probably find themselves turning into an episode of the show. And now, on to the episode of the show today. We are on to episode 78, Planet of the Magi, part 3. And at this point, I haven't figured out the rest of the title, because you may not know this, but I make up a lot of these stories as I go. And so sometimes when I name them at the beginning of the episode, they don't match as well as I'd like them to. So I'm just going to stick with Planet of the Magi, part 3, and I will name it later. As usual, just sit back, relax, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. Imagine yourself opening your eyes. Things are a little blurry at first, but soon they become clear. You see a dark shadowy figure standing above you with a beard and a pointy hat. And as your vision gets clearer and clearer, you realize that it's the wizard who's been showing you around the planet. Hey, good morning. How'd you sleep? Asks the wizard. Uh, I slept pretty well, I guess. Did I sleep on the couch the whole night? You ask. Yeah, says the wizard. You look so comfy there, I just left you to sleep. Oh, well, thanks, uh, wizard. You know what? I don't think I've ever asked for your name. No, you haven't. It's been really weird. I've been here showing you around the planet, fighting evil wizards with you, saving princes, and not once have you even asked my name, says the wizard. Oh, well that was really rude of me. I'm sorry about that, you say. No problem. My name's Gil. Gil the Wizard, says Gil the Wizard. Well, nice to meet you, Gil, you say. Do you have any ideas for adventures today? You ask. Well, yeah, I actually do, says Gil. There's a special, very important herb I need to get from the enchanted forest. Now this herb only grows in one place, and it is dangerous to get to, let me tell you, Gil explains. Really? How dangerous? Well... We have to go through the enchanted forest, overcome a wild beast, and then pick it in the exact right way, explains the wizard. Really? You say? What is this thing? I don't want to say, says Gil. That's top secret, but it's really, really, really important. All right, well, let's get going. Lead the way to the enchanted forest. 
You follow Gil outside, and once you're up in the opening, Gil once again takes out his wand, waves it around in the air as it lights with power, and points it down at his pet eagle. The eagle grows and grows and grows once again. Once again, you call over Changer. Changer runs over happily and begins transforming into a griffin once more, with a big saddle on its back. You climb on the back of the griffin, and you and Gil take off into the air, flying higher and higher and higher, but staying below the clouds. The planet is very, very magical. Today, instead of a blue sky, it almost looks purple and lit with magic. The clouds even shine a little bit differently. All of the trees and the animals give off a, almost an aura, shining with an energy that you can sort of see and sort of feel. Before long, you see a huge forest in the distance. It has trees that are much larger and much movier than all the other trees. The wizard lands at the base of the forest. This is the beginning of the path, he says. Wouldn't it be easier to just fly right to where the herb is, you ask? We can't do that. This forest is far too dense and far too magical to fly. You'll see what I mean, Gil says. You look out ahead of you, and all you see is a huge winding path with large trees on either side. All of the trees seem to have faces on them, and they sort of twist to look at you. As you walk into the forest, the branches reach out to greet you. It's strange to see them move, but... It's not really scary. They seem really nice. And as you walk through the forest, you just listen to the birds singing and the wind blowing and the trees talking. Look, Gary, it's a human, says one of the trees. Whoa, he looks like a really cool human, says another one of the trees. I've never seen one like him before, says another. The trees continue to whisper about you. You and the wizard just keep walking. You walk around a winding path, and on every side you see glowing flowers, mushrooms infused with magic, and trees that seem to look towards you and whisper to one another. Eventually you come to a place where the path seems to stop. There's trees that have reached out from either side, completely obscuring the path. Welcome, human. In order to pass, you must answer this riddle, says a voice that seems to come from the forest itself. Ah, okay, you say. Why did the tree 
Go to the dentist, asks the tree. You think for a while, what is related to trees, the dentists also do. And then you have it. To get a root canal, you ask? The trees break out in laughter. Yes, very good. So will you open the path now, you ask? Oh yeah, I forgot we were blocking it. We just did that to see what you'd do. Oh, good job, kid. Good job indeed. The trees suddenly start to pull back from the path and stand up tall on either side. The path leads to a huge oak tree at the end of it. And I'm talking the biggest oak tree you've ever seen. Even bigger than the alien tree from an earlier episode. The trunk stretches out hundreds and hundreds of feet on either side. The tree itself could be the size of a city. You look up and you can't even see the top. You see a shadow that looks like it might be the canopy, but it's too far up to see and seems to be above the clouds themselves. Now, says the wizard, somewhere around this tree should be the herb we're looking for. Look for a blue flower that glows a kind of bluey purplish color. And I'll go this way, and you go that way. Uh, okay, you say. You begin to walk along the side of the tree. There's an opening in the forest on every side of it, as if nothing grows a few feet from it, probably because of the shadow that it casts. You walk around the base of the tree, brushing your hand on the side of it, feeling the bark as you pass by. As you round the tree, you see something standing there. It's, well, it's a giant bear. The bear turns to look at you. You immediately hold up your staff in the air. You close your eyes and you start to concentrate and get to a good place. You begin to imagine fire. You imagine your body getting hotter and hotter until your hands and fingertips start to burst out in flames. When you open your eyes, your body is glowing in fire. You aim your hands at the bear and you shoot a huge stream of flames at it. It hits the bear, but doesn't seem to hurt it too much. The bear brushes off the flames and starts to run towards you. You shoot another thing of flames, but this time the bear dodges, and then another, and he dodges again, and another, and he dodges again, and then you hear, STOP IT! and you feel a huge blast of cold air hit you. The fire disappears immediately and you fall over onto the floor. You look around you 
and you see that you've accidentally lit part of the forest on fire. Gil, the wizard, has shown up, and he begins putting out all of the fires with icy blasts of air that turn them from fire to ice immediately. What are you doing fighting Frank and trying to set the forest on fire? says Gil. Uh, I thought it was a ferocious beast we had to defeat. It's not a ferocious beast. It's just Frank the Bear. He lives here. Say hi, Frank, Gil says. Uh, hi. Um, that wasn't very nice attacking me with fire, says Frank. I think you singed off one of my eyebrows. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about nothing. You could have burnt down the entire forest. You gotta be careful when you're using fire, especially in the middle of an enchanted forest. I'm sorry, you say. I just got carried away. Well, luckily you also found the herb I need, says Gil. Gil walks over to the side of the tree, and you see a blue glowing flower. Gil takes out a pair of scissors and carefully snips the flower and puts it in a little yellow pouch. He ties up the yellow pouch and puts it in his pocket. Now, let's get home and make this stuff, he says. Do you want a ride? asks the bear. Sure, says Gil. The bear crouches down on four legs, and you and Gil climb on the back of the giant bear. He starts walking through the forest, and you just feel his really soft fur as you bounce gently up and down, looking at the trees, the glowing flowers and mushrooms and smelling the sweet smell of dew in the air. The trees continue to whisper about you. Hi, did you hear that that human tried to set the forest on fire? What a silly child, says one of the trees. Yes, I saw that. That was a very bad idea. Fire in a forest? That wizard better teach him more magic. He can't use fire in a forest. They've got a point, says Gil. I think you and I better learn some more magic. You only have a few spells, so you're only using those. Tomorrow, we're gonna go to the Magic Academy. The Magic Academy? You ask? Yeah. It's a place where all young wizards learn to use their powers. Now you have a lot of natural talent, and you're probably more powerful than a lot of them, but you have no idea how to use it. I mean, you know the basics, but you don't know the specifics, says Gil. That sounds like an okay idea, you say. You come to the edge of the forest, and you see the giant eagle and Changer, currently in the shape of a griffin, standing outside the forest just eating grass and bushes. 
you get off Frank and wave goodbye and say sorry one more time for almost burning the forest down. It's okay, says Frank. See you next time. Frank turns around and heads back into the enchanted forest. You climb on the back of Changer, and you and the wizard take off into the air, flying high above the world once again. It's beginning to get dark. The sun is just starting to disappear beyond the horizon. But it's not long before you find the wizard's tower. It actually has a large, bright light on the top of it to help you find it at nighttime. You land in front of it, and Changer transforms back into a dog, and the wizard transforms the eagle back into a normal-sized eagle. You head inside the tower once again, and you say goodnight to the wizard. You walk up the winding stairs, and you head inside your bedroom. You see that the bedroom's completely well made and perfectly clean. As you approach the bed, the covers pull back for you automatically. You climb inside and they pull back over top of you. The lights turn out and it's as if the bed is hugging you. Such a comfy, warm hug. Your eyes get heavy and you just let them close. You begin to take deep and slow breaths and with each one, you sink more and more into the bed and further and further inside your mind. You begin to dream of new magic and new adventures to come. And you just lay there, appreciating how comfortable everything is, and allowing yourself to drift off to sleep. Good night, everyone.